Welcome to Just Drifting. I'm Dave Sento with some sad news today. Despite a very long and impressive streak, Danny Lemon will not be starting the podcast next week. Uh, We're going to see if we can uh, try out some of our younger talent now that the season's pretty much over. But this week, welcome, Danny Lemon. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an honor to be here for one last go around (laughs) I appreciate the offer to let me do the intro to the podcast but if I'm not going to be able to do the outro I don't want to I don't want to be a part of it I want to be a part of the discussion that's an impressive I'm here to talk competitive spirit I love it (laughs) yeah yeah okay so we've got a couple of topics we're gonna hit today but we don't have a ton of time so I said we yeah. we get right into them. Yeah, the alluded to Eli Manning benching. I think let's just touch on this quickly. Yeah, I think I'm going to write something about this, um, so folks can check that out on where I write stuff. But um, yeah, un, an unbelievable turn of something that was. I guess you can't really at this point put anything past Ben McAdoo, but when I got the notification on my phone on Tuesday, it was like the most bizarre out of left field thing. I was like, what? Like the notification, Eli Manning will be benched this week in lieu of Geno Smith. Okay, so for context, for people that may be listening in a different time or don't pay attention to sports, um, Eli Manning is, he hasn't passed Peyton yet, right? He's the third longest streak. Or he's, um, he's close. I, yeah, I'm not sure. He's yeah, a, let me check on that as you as you continue your little description of what an Eli Manning is. I believe, I believe Eli Manning has the third longest streak for, for starting football games. So he is... He hasn't missed a game in 210 games, um, 210 starts. And right. essentially, I mean, and he's two-time Super Bowl MVP, like future Hall of Famer. He's the Giants quarterback. He is. And the Giants... No, yeah, he's in second. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he Peyton did. has 208. He did pass Peyton. Oh, so he just passed Peyton. Um, he just passed yeah. his brother Peyton then. Um, but anyway, uh, he... um. So this this year the Giants have been absolute hot garbage and a lot of that has come down to the coaching staff or at least that's what a lot of people seem to be blaming it on and this week the uh, Ben McAdoo came out and said that Eli Manning would not be starting for the Giants this week and they would start um, their second stringer Geno Smith and then eventually start their uh, younger... Um, is he a rookie this year? They were going to start Davis I Webb. So. I think so. Um, yeah. Rookie, um, sophomore. He's their young. Their young quarterback. They want to see what they can do. Um, now you seem to be very upset about this. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily am on the same page as you here. So I think it just comes down to Ben McAdoo's fucking idiot because it seems to be that his reasoning is that he thinks Geno Smith gives them a better chance to win 
which I I mean has he come out I and said that I haven't I, heard anything of what I'm he's said fairly yeah I'm pretty certain but I can't like I don't think Ben McAdoo's smart enough to do double speak so I think he must actually mean it if that's what he said and yeah. like that in and of itself is crazy Eli has done so much for the organization he deserves a chance to like compete right the if ship. he wants to compete in the National Football League for the rest of this season you know yeah and to equate their season with Eli's play I mean he's playing with a bunch of like third stringers you know yeah right now his offensive line is terrible there are like maybe two or three quarterbacks that would have a decent record with this team. I mean, it's just, it's crazy that he's getting done like this. After yeah, what and what, done one of them the isn't Geno Smith. <laughs> so That's for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that's, that's a, uh, okay, so that's, that's interesting. I, I hadn't been following it closely enough because I didn't realize that he had come out really and said that he expected Geno to, to perform better than Eli. I thought it was more like let's make sure Eli doesn't get hurt and let's see how these guys are see how these guys do. Does it make any sense to keep putting time and energy into training these guys or are they garbage? Which that seems completely logical to me, and I could understand why he would want to do that, and I could understand why Eli would be okay with it. Uh, A lot but, of the stuff that I'm seeing and reading is making it seem like this is it for Eli in New York, which is insane because i'm like is it like yes for I this to be the way it ends is crazy but like at this point i wouldn't blame him at all no you know of course not i just it's an insane situation to me that this would happen like I, I would agree. understand it more, I guess, if it, you were given Davis Webb a shot. But, I mean, Davis Webb's not – like, if Davis Webb was that good, I mean, people would have been saying, like, let's give him a shot 10 Earlier. weeks ago. You know? Yeah. I mean – Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts about it, and it's all very scattered. But well, I look probably, forward to reading what you write yeah. about it. Yeah, so, so, I guess we can move on then to – the other topic at hand um so for the second podcast in a row we actually watched the same movies which is fun <laughs> yeah um i finally have gotten to the theater for a few times in the past month or two so uh we both saw ladybird and three billboards outside ebbing missouri nice give me give me a of one sentence synopsis of ladybird hmm a mother daughter 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 a mother daughter <laughs> relationship set in Sacramento. Yeah, you know, I feel like that is, you know, I could get a little more in depth, but that's like the gist, right? Yeah, senior and year it's... of high school, you know, coming of age story. It, the what's interesting what's extremely interesting about that one sentence description is that you could say three billboards is a mother-daughter relationship in ebbing missouri right yeah so 
three billboards is um it's a i don't want to mm, i don't know how to sh- it's uh i, I almost want to say it's a little more high concept but that's not really right is it maybe i don't know anyway no, it it's, is it is yeah so yeah it's I think, it's about right? a I, when I think high concept, I think more like sci-fi kind of stuff, like something. But I want to like, say that's like a misconception about what high concept means, but I could be wrong. I think you're probably right, and if it's not, then whatever. We, we know what we're talking about, anyway. Um, it's it's a more original idea. Yes, it's a it's a Martin McDonough movie about a mother whose daughter is raped and murdered, and the police haven't found the killer yet and she puts up these billboards to prompt them to open the case back up again yeah what did you think let's should we how do you want to do this do you want to start with one movie and then move to the next one you want to talk about them together i think i want to kind of talk about them together because you texted me and said that you liked three billboards more and i think ladybird was better okay well so let's talk about rotten rotten tomatoes agrees with you have you heard that this lady the ladybird record that they broke no it's the best reviewed movie on rotten tomatoes most reviews with 100 percent fresh well dave people who listen to just drifting who have good taste know who to listen to don't they yeah yeah i guess so (laughs) um so i liked three billboards more in on the whole i i wouldn't necessarily say that it was a better movie, though. I think that Lady Bird was perfect. It was one of those movies that I can't say a bad thing about that movie. It was great. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> the characters were amazing, the acting was amazing, the it was hilarious. It was, uh, it it kept my interest the entire time. It was one of those movies where you're like, I hope it ends right now, and then it ended right now, <laughs> which is actually <laughs> actually something that I can't say about Three Billboards. And that's a huge thing for me. Uh, but That's a good point, yeah. Because there was a few points with three billboards because I saw that one more recently. I saw it two days ago and I was like, is it going to end now or now? Okay, good it, Good that it ended now, but it could have ended a scene before or something, you know? Yeah, and I... Not that I it was a that... knock on it, but it's just an interesting comparison that you bring that up because, yeah, that's how I felt about Lady Bird. I was like, oh, they're... Like, you could tell as it was building up towards the end, you're like, oh... They need to do just this, and then just this, do this, and they yeah. did it, and then it now end it, and it ended, and yeah. Yeah, I think it was pretty much a perfect movie. Ebbing, or Three Billboards, it just, I think it, it might have just, like, got me more excited. Mm. I It was more of a roller coaster ride, and it kept me, like, very... I, I love the dialogue. Martin McDonough's writing is so good. And I, I the twist in the middle, I guess we should say we're going to spoil these movies. Yeah, let's just yeah, put that out. No, a little bit of light spoilers. Um, the the yeah, twist, the couple twists and turns that Three Billboards had, had me on my toes. And I really enjoyed that. While Lady Bird was more of like a, Richard Linklater style. I'm, we're just going to talk about this person's life, which, again, it was. I it's it's like, uh, what's it called? What's the phrase I'm looking for? 
splitting hairs at that point. They were great, both yeah. great movies. Yeah. Yeah, but they were different in that sense that I think you were trying to get up with high concept. Um, it's almost as if Three Billboards was more cinematic, you know? Yeah. Um, Lady Bird was very, very realistic, you know? Um, I loved, like, the score in Three Billboards. Like, it was very, like, movie music that they had, and it was great. Um, but I think for myself, I probably hyped myself up a little bit too much. You had said how great it was. I, You know, if you listen to our favorite movies podcast, you know how much I like Martin McDonough. Mm-hmm. And I think I was just a little, got a little too excited. And I was like, mm. it, I, I loved it, but I still, I think I was a little overhyped. You know? I think that when you're, yeah, when, as I said, when you're splitting hairs like this, the little things can be such a, a big factor mm-hmm. one thing that was different about the two movies that I, when i saw them is that i saw i went saturday and sunday night of thanksgiving weekend and mm-hmm. on saturday i saw three billboards and on sunday i saw ladybird three billboards theater was packed and there were people laughing when it made sense to laugh and like the shock moments everybody's like oh shit what happened like and that might have had an effect on it too. Lady Bird, the theater was absolutely empty. And I thought Lady Bird was hilarious. And I kept having to suppress yeah. laughter because there were like four other people in the theater and they weren't laughing. And I was like, why aren't you laughing? This is so funny. And yeah, I, I had, I go in the mornings during the week. So it's usually fairly empty or the demographic skews quite older yeah. than myself. So <laughs> there were definitely a lot of times I remember watching ladybird and like i'd be laughing or you know trying not to laugh as hard as i want to because i'm like oh i'm not sure these old people think this is that funny i think they're enjoying this movie but (laughs) this is hilarious (laughs) yeah it, it really was the okay here's a here's something that's kind of been nagging at me a little bit watching movies lately Mm and let me see if you can relate so in ladybird the scene where the jv football coach takes over for the play teacher and he's Uh he's he's like drawn on the board he's like making up like an offensive scheme for this for this play and that honestly had me rolling i thought it was so Mm -hmm. funny but the thing is is that when i'm watching that in my mind i'm thinking this seems a little broad for this movie. Is it? Is it too broad? I don't know. It's very funny, but is it too funny? Like, is it? Does it take? Is it taking me out of the movie right now? And I'm asking myself, is it taking me out of the movie? As it's clearly taking <laughs> me out of the movie, and I don't know whether or not that's a fault of my own, or if I can consider that a fault of the movie, or if other people had that thought at that time either am i just being super pretentious by trying to overanalyze the movie as i'm watching it do i need to watch these movies twice so that i can watch them once and try to forget about things as i'm watching it and then watch it again and analyze it what are your thoughts here i think that's probably right probably watching it twice would be helpful but yeah i don't know i think that it i don't find myself thinking quite to that level although I guess I was sort of having those thoughts while I was watching three billboards in terms of just like 
trying to think about it as a movie instead of just kind of enjoying the experience where I, I feel think like I got you... more wrapped up in the experience with Lady Bird. I feel like if you notice the score, then you have to have been thinking about it at some level on yeah. that, right? Like... Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with you. And I don't know if there is a way, something that I do, because I don't think I was doing it too much when I was watching Lady Bird, or maybe it just did a better job of taking me out of it, because I definitely remember like thinking, like, oh, that was great, that's cool. But then I just remember being like, like the thoughts were just like, this is amazing. And just like being like all in. So yeah. to answer you, I I'm not sure. I'm, yeah. It's interesting. I don't know. It's it's just something that I've been thinking about a lot while watching movies, which is, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of like the, the mad men, like meta advertising thing where like, mm-hmm ads nowadays have to be good ads because people are going to say well, that was a good ad <laughs> as opposed to they just needed to get the point across back in the day uh, yeah that right. is definitely something that i think about i feel like not necessarily when i'm at watching a movie but uh, i and it's such a weird distinction to make too i think when you're talking about movies because like you obviously want the movie to be good but you don't want the movie to be good and sit there and be like, oh, this movie knows what a good movie is and it's just trying to do the template of good movie stuff. I just yes. want to watch a good movie, which I think is why people enjoy like Tarantino, you know, because he just kind of is so original and just kind of like, I'm just going to make cool shit, you know? Yeah. It. Yeah, I agree. Stuff. What? Especially I mean, when like, People are like, oh, I'm just going to do this. And then if that is a good movie and if it resembles like the, you know, some of the tropes of like, you know, these Oscar darling movies that have become a thing in the past. Like, is that like a recent thing, though? I don't even know. I was going to say like the past 10 years, but it must have always been a thing, potentially. I think it was kind of always a thing. Yeah. How so... One of the best parts about Three Billboards, I thought, was that the cast just kept, like, getting better. Like, they just kept putting in new people that were awesome. <laughs> I had no mm-hmm. idea that I was psyched because I, when I walked into the theater, because I love Francis McDormand and Woody Harrelson, but then right. when Peter Dinklage showed up, Lucas Hedges, Clark Peters, uh, Daryl Britt Gibson is the actor's name from uh, You're the Worst that I was psyched to see. Yeah, yeah. I was I was very happy about that. Lucas Hedges in both too. That was impressive. Yeah. Lucas Hedges crossover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some there's some uh conspiracy theorists out there that explains why that they're both in the same universe. Lucas Hedges <laughs> is playing the same character. He moved to Sacramento. After yeah, that's that's funny. There's also um Catherine Newton was in both as well. She, I don't know if you noticed that. Probably not because I didn't. But <laughs> she she played uh, the secretary, Red Secretary in Ebbing, and then she played the that the girl Darlene in in Ladybird, the like girl with like the cornrows. Oh, okay. That, like, 
is hanging out with what's her face and then yells at ladybird like oh you're too cool oh okay huh yeah, yeah. interesting yeah, yeah yeah interesting interesting um but yeah i mean final thoughts on ladybird was just like it is a perfect example of why it's more important to develop characters than it is to come up with a great plot because i mean this kind of had both right but the emotional payoffs were just there multiple times at the end just crushing you you know and when a movie's able to do that that's a i feel like that's a real success because it just i mean it had, I, it had my eyes watering at multiple occasions yeah it was amazing i'd say if you're going to make a successful movie you have two options you can either have great characters or you can have saoirse ronan and this one had both so <laughs> i was happy with it <laughs> yeah yeah i, I yeah but... i love both movies i think anybody should go see both here here's one quick specific question that i mm-hmm. wrote down just to just to end it when in three billboards did you get a laugh in the theater when peter dinklage said i'm gonna go to the little boys room <laughs> i laughed in my mind i <laughs> i don't think there was a laugh in the theater there was but. like a solid laugh in the theater that I was in when he said that, but I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be a joke or not. I don't know either. That was the thing. I was like, oh, I don't know what else. Yeah. It was interesting because I was like, I wonder if Peter Dinklage was in this theater, if he would laugh or if he'd be mad that everybody was laughing. I don't know if that matters or not, but. It has to have been a joke or some sort of tongue in cheek thing because. Because Martin, Martin McDonough McDonough is too good it seems of a like has a yeah, and it seems like he has a weird thing with like little people or dwarves because he has like them the other guy in in Bruges and in in Bruges there's a whole like there's like two different conversations it's an extended where sequence about, about little people <laughs> and like, so I, there's no way I think that it was not intentional. Yeah, maybe he's just real tight with Dinklage, and he's he he's writing stuff with him. That's and then last little thing is the fact that I read on IMDb, which anybody can write shit on IMDb, so who the fuck knows if it's right, but absolutely blew me away that I sent you the other day that um Martin McDonough is the first person to have four plays on London's West End playing at the same time since Shakespeare. It's not bad. Shakespeare, man. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that is both yeah. a Shakespeare, who is the like most famous, well-read, well-known writer of all time, and then also that was a long-ass time ago. Like no one else yeah. between now and then was that good. Yeah. That's crazy. He's awesome. I love him. Nuts. I will watch anything that he makes. And Three Billboards was kind of very play-like like I, I can really see that translating to yes. the stage Absolutely. Um, you obviously can't have the billboards present but I mean the storyline and like the way you have some like a heavy 
topic and then like this weird stuff happening, I can see it translating potentially yeah. without some of the big set pieces like throwing red out a window. But um, who? Okay, so to end to end it, what which is going to win Best Picture this year? One of them, neither. Right now, I would probably just say neither and take the field. I think the better question is if they're, I'm not sure if either of them are adapted, but if they're up against each other in screenplay, which one wins? That's a good question. I would say, I don't think either of them is adapted, so I think that it would be a... That's what I, I think. I think it would yes. be up, they'd be head to head. And I think, Lady, I think Lady Bird's going to win. Yeah, I think I think Lady Bird's got steam right now, and I think if, if the Oscars guess. if the Oscars happen tomorrow, I think it would win. I don't think that what's it called the yeah. the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie is gonna gonna edge him out, even though that probably would be the the next favorite after I would think. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think I think Lady Bird's got it right now. If I had to, if I, I had to put so. money down right now, that's a, yeah. You do bring up the interesting point though that it may be peaking too early, but I mean. Who knows? Right. This is this um, is the season, though. This is this, this is, is the season. season. It is December tomorrow, so yes, we are we are getting down to it. Um, yeah, I would say, having seen no other movies, too, that Laurie Metcalf should win Best Supporting Actress. I don't even need to see any other movies. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm trying to think of anybody in. I mean, because Frances McDormand would be lead actress right i assume yeah and it would be sorcerer Ronan would also be lead yeah i would think yeah i would think Frances mcdormand could get the lead actress easily i would think so too yeah she crushed it yeah okay well all right glad to hear your thoughts on this um we'll we'll, we'll keep it going next week that's right for just drifting he's uh Dave Sento, you can find him at Dave Sento on Twitter, and I am Danny Lemon. You can find me at Mr. Daniel Lemon on Twitter. So see you next time, folks. Toodles. Boop.